Hey, welcome back to The Edge. Google says, if you won't do it, we'll just do it for you. Uh, Musk continues to try to find ways to justify a $44 billion purchase of Twitter. Google search is likely the next player to step into the AI chat game. You're listening to News from the Edge for the week of February 6, 2023, here on Edge of the Web Radio. From the Edge of the Web Studios, here's what we're looking at this week. This is Edge of the Web Radio. I'm your host, Aaron Sparks, owner of Site Strategic, a digital marketing firm here in Indianapolis, Indiana. We're covering SEO and digital marketing separately from our interview series, our weekly series that we do each and every week to get you news as quickly as as it happens. So check out our our own site at edgeofthewebradio.com. That's edgeofthewebradio.com. So you can check out all the recent shows and all the interviews as well. This is the SE Ranking Digital Marketing News Desk of Edge of the Web. SE Ranking is the new title sponsor of the news from the Edge. And we're proud to be able to have them on board and let you guys know who they are. They're a fantastic marketing SaaS platform. They have some incredible tools in SEO, auditing, and rank tracking and the like. We're going to talk a little bit more about what they do here in the show. But um, they have a great contest as well. You got to check out. So that said, uh, I'm going to introduce, we got a little bit of new, uh, different scenario today. I'm, uh, I'm actually broadcasting from my domicile, as opposed to the studio over at Edge Media Studios. And I got Morty remote as well. So we're remoting in and we've got, we, we've got Jacob in the pocket there uh, handling all the button switches. So hi guys, how are you doing? Good. Hello. It's fun being in the studio. Energy. Myself. It's it so great. quiet. Yes. <laughs> How and is your trailer? My trailer. Okay, here's the. I'm, I'm, I'm going to debunk this thing, right? I actually put my trailer in storage facility, not the garage, but a, a storage area for the winter, right? So uh, I did not have the pleasure of experiencing what my wife experienced when she had COVID because she voluntarily... I want to make sure that's actually in there. Went into a into a teardrop trailer for ten days while she was sick voluntarily. Right? I did not. I did not force it in there. Neither did uh, me and the kids go out there while it was dark and shake the trailer uh, at any point in time either. So that is also completely ill reported. I don't understand. You you, you took the trailer mm -hmm. out of the garage where you're storing it and moved it. Yep to another storage yes. facility. Was it a garage Correct. at someone else's house? No, I'm not renting somebody else's garage. I have a storage facility down the road. You know, they'll use storage facilities because we could put because everything the garage in is not garage. a good enough storage facility for- It's not, no. it's not. No, uh -huh. however, I wouldn't mind this at this point in time that you knew you're going to get COVID and you didn't want to end up in the trailer. It's like, <laughs> oh honey, we got to move the, the trailer to a storage facility. Uh, a block away because the garage that's not a storage facility a garage is something else and she had and she has no idea where that is exactly i took the piece <laughs> off the board morty <laughs> so she would have played yeah, she would have played it in a heartbeat <laughs> all right wow. so uh for everybody who's listening yep i'm still uh back out uh, out of the office and uh, doing the quarantine thing, but I'm coming back around here very soon. So uh, you'll hear some air raid sirens, Jacob, but uh, thanks for handling everything <laughs> last week. Really do appreciate it. 
Oh yeah, you guys. Uh, what you guys were doing a little bit uh, freeform uh, in the in the uh, show, though. You went a little bit crazy with the ring dings. I got to say, I thought we were done. I thought we were past that. I thought oh, we understood that, that ding, ding dongs. Ding dongs were much superior, much I more actually, superior. I actually have no joke. I have the Drake's Cake site open right now because I'm coming to the U.S. next week or uh, next week. Uh-huh. And I'm going to order me a couple boxes of ring dings. I mean, you mean ding dong. So the, the, the better uh, we'll make sure that that gets delivered no, to you. Chad content marketing expert and influencer. Who I didn't realize who I was talking to because you guys are great <laughs> at marketing your own people. He is an expert on things. And he said ring dings are better. Oh, wow. It's true. He did. Did he? He did. He did yeah, say he did. that, didn't he? Yeah. In a blind, yeah, he really absolutely did. Absolutely did. In a blind taste, in a blind test. taste test. Not only conducted that, like the by Aaron Sparks, destroyed and crumpled, <laughs> and it was still better. It it was here's messy. the thing. I, I think he's sick as well, so I think his taste buds were off oh. this entire time. So that's oh. there's lies. Everyone who Anything tried ring dings got COVID. Is that <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Well, I also tried COVID. it, and I did not get COVID. But I didn't try it on camera, I don't think. So maybe that's... That's the combination. That's that's what it is. Maybe you got COVID <laughs> from your ding-dongs. <laughs> and actually, that's wow. not what you get from ding-dongs. You get other sorts of diseases from ding-dongs. <laughs> Moving on to an article. Son of a... Okay. Uh, welcome back, guys. <laughs> All right, from search... <laughs> Search engine land with Nicole Farley. <laughs> Make the switch to GA4 or Google will do it for you. If you've not received this email in your inbox, uh, you certainly will. Starting next month, it. Advertise- ignored oh, it. Oh my gosh. Ignored it. Uh, advertisers will be creating, uh, will be, should begin creating new Google Analytics for properties or they'll be automatically configured. So Google Analytics email came through and you may not have gotten the word, but Google's once again reminded us that UA will stop, UA3 will stop processing data July 1st. Now we've been talking about that ad infinitum But the email that just came through says that Google will configure a few basic settings consistent with existing universal analytics property. This includes certain conversion events, Google ads links, and existing G tag and G and analytics.js tags. Now, here's the thing. Uh, If you don't want Google uh, automatically to create properties for you, you can opt out via instructions. We're actually going to put that link in the show notes as well. But uh, long and short of it here, what we're seeing is that Google's actually going to be using existing UA tag, if I'm not not misreading this, to actually fire the Google Analytics for property. So they're actually able to pull the data that Google Analytics 4 needs from the existing tag that's uh, running the existing JavaScript that's actually on the site right now. I find that incredibly interesting. On top of that, they're also going to be migrating or at least emulating the conversion points that you have. Somebody thought ahead at least enough to go, this is about to be an incredible shit show. We've got to do something to help people out. Um, Thoughts? I guess you should do what everybody else is going to do. Let them migrate you over. Don't opt out, right. but then don't do anything with it. <laughs> is that what people are doing? Just, I, I, there's, there, there's, I, I, there's I, been I, some struggles. That's for damn sure. I had a call with them. Um, her name is Jill Quick. She's an expert in analytics. I was talking to her today about something on the Wix side. Uh, Wix, where we mm-hmm. have the Strips Up podcast every week. 
Aaron decides to get his act together and produce the episode, but... Oh my God, really? I, I was on my deathbed with no COVID. Big deal. I said it's no big deal. You're like, no, I'm so sorry. I'm like, hey, it's no big deal, man. But you want to make a big deal out of it. Here we go. Anyway, she said the way that most people think about GA4, they look at it like universal analytics. Like it's the same car, except it's not a car. It's a helicopter. So yeah, it's similar. They have, you know, a steering wheel kind of thing and they have, you know, lights and, and a windshield, but they function completely differently. This is the problem that I have is that it looks so similar. It looks just like the car, but it's a helicopter, and I can't figure out how to get it off the launch pad. To use Jill's analogy, that's a good analogy. Yeah, Isn't there's it? a good analogy there that's, because it, it is. I, it really I went is. In I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna learn. I started playing around with like the whole explore thing because her point was that you end up creating your own reports. Right? It's not like it's there for mm -hmm. you in Universal Analytics. You just kind of like got to find where the reports are. You add dimensions, and we're fine. Okay, here you're creating sure, sure. the. Oh, what I'm doing. Yep. It's like cooking. I, I mean, I Jacob can attest to it. Jacob has been working on these reports and doing customization and conversion migration. Jacob, you want to chime in on that? It's uh, been a bit of a hot mess, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot there that doesn't really come across easily. You kind of rebuild it or some, some things like some of our, um, you know, third party stuff doesn't work yet or is just starting to work. Right. I was going to say, Last week, uh, a coworker came to me and said, "Hey, I thought we converted this person over already to GA four, but I'm getting a notification that they aren't." And I looked; hmm. all of our clients, the ones we have moved and not, are getting a reminder again. And it looks like maybe I didn't dig into it too far because it I just kind of didn't seem like a an immediate need. But it looks like maybe there's like a checklist now, and that checklist might be part of this. If you don't do it by March, we'll do it for you, kind of thing. So all of our clients we oh, moved. Wow are now getting a notification. And if you read it too quickly, it sounds like you haven't done anything yet. So yeah. if you log in and it's only if you're looking at the UA property, you may see a notification mm -hmm. that's like, oh, you haven't completed moving everything yet, even though you may think you have. So watch for that mm -hmm. as well, because I think that's part of, of this rollout of <laughs> the promise that they're going to help. So there's like a 12 point checklist now um, and you can go through and mark things complete. I don't recall seeing that in the past. Maybe it was buried somewhere, right. but but now you can get right to this right. checklist. And everything that we've moved so far, we weren't using the built-in checklist. We, we you know we had our own internal checklist. So now all of these clients are being marked as like, hey, don't forget to move their stuff. So it's kind of shocking at first. So on top of that, yeah, anybody that's a recipient on the, or an admin on that UA three mm -hmm. is going to get that notification. Right. So you may have communicated <laughs> what have you been doing to for the me? client. <laughs> Exactly. So it, that's that's a bit of a, a shot in the foot there because uh, you're going to have some bad brand relationships happening real quick if oh, yeah. uh, if the marketers don't step up and go, hey, don't worry about that. That was just a boilerplate communication. We've got everything under control. That's a good point, Jacob. That really is because that could be that could be an awkward conversation or two, right? Yeah, it could. Sure would be. <laughs> Talk about uh, awkward conversations. I got something here real quick, but before anything, I want to make sure to let you guys know about who's sponsoring this show. Inlinks is a sponsor of our show. Inlinks. Oh, got God. it. Rooting <laughs> ad reads Listen to this. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're actually trying to get me to cough up a lung now. Thanks so much. No, no. did you know that Ent Entity SEO plays a, I'm just going to 
Well, reading through it. Uh, entities play a major role in how search engines understand and rank content on the web. So your, your content's not based on keywords anymore. Keywords are, der are derivative of entities. Google understands entities more than you even know. And this is how you must approach search engine optimization in 2023 and, and 2022 if you're listening back then. How in the world do they? Never mind. Inlinks provides you expert level data to be able to create your content around key concepts so that Google can actually understand the context of your articles. So go over to edgeoftheweberadio.com forward slash inlinks today to claim your free inlinks account and start creating content that will outperform your competitors. All right. Talking about awkward conversations, besides what was going on right there, Twitter is considering charging brands $1,000 per month to stay verified. Twitter's actually likely to charge brands a thousand bucks to keep their gold verification plus $50 a month for each affiliated account. According to internal messages viewed by the information, this comes from Aaron Wu over at the information. The pricing structure, which is according to messages, is being finalized and could still change, would add another chapter to that Twitter blue saga, which alienated so many advertisers. That said, what are we even thinking here about them going, continuing to actually charge for this platform that was free public domain for the longest time? Now it's a continued money cranking machine. Um, is there value in Twitter? Morty, you're a, a Twitter file <laughs> on a regular basis. Is, has the dynamic change in, <laughs> has, the, has the dynamic change inside of Twitter so much? I think the whole thing is ridiculous. Think back, why is there verification? Verification is because you want to ensure that the company that you're dealing with is actually the company that they say they are. Like, this is like verified, that that's them. It's not like, right. oh, it's Wix, W-I-X, not like, oh, someone put like, you know, like a double X in there. Like, oh, okay, that's the real one. That one's the mm -hmm. fake one, that's the real one. So the idea of buying verification itself doesn't make any sense to me. Two is on top of that, like, what are we turning this whole space into? It's almost absurd to me. First of all, why would a business really want to keep the verification? That's a lot of money. So right. any, you're going to end up with big corporations like, you know, whoever, like, like Wix, will pay for the verification. But then your average hmm. business is not going to pay a thousand bucks a month for this stupid thing. So then they no, lack all not. verification. Right. So then what about, but isn't there a need for verification? And if there's no need for verification, why does it exist? Exactly. By monetizing it, you are setting a caste system almost between small businesses and large businesses, and if the and celebrities for that matter, and the, and if the the brands are the only place where there's verification, and the audience believes that's the true verification, right? Then what are you doing to the brands that are participating on your platform? Because you're, I mean, twelve thousand bucks a year for small businesses Joe, to be verified—it's yeah, it's ridiculous. You know what's going to end up happening is that like I'll like figure out a way to like add a little icon to my like my Twitter profile image that has like, a little like in the corner, like, a little like verification badge. But uh, honestly, how does it help the users of Twitter? If verification is meant to be helpful to you, and now the only thing that as a person, as someone using Twitter to understand, like, okay, this is a real business, what's going to end up happening is you're going to think the average person will think, okay, those that are verified businesses are legit businesses. Those that are not verified are not legit mm -hmm. businesses. But in the end, it just sure. means that 
the one of the verifications want to spend some money on the one who's not it's not so you're not really helping right. people you're Elon just trying Musk to not salvage. helping people since 2023 or really 2022 or <laughs> really before that yeah really before that i mean uh all of a sudden uh tesla Why is he going take a rocket and go to space go to space <laughs> go on a space on a rocket like dr Evil, bezos right? with you yes Jeff Bezos looks more like Dr. I mean, how can you afford a rocket to space oh, if you don't get every corporation to give you $1,000 a month? Yeah, I want to sponsor, sponsor the rocket. There you go. I want it like, as paid for by name of company and all the names of the companies who paid in this stupid verification. I think there's definitely an argument awesome. for if a company is willing to spend that money and can spend that money, the chances of them being legit are very high. Like, Sure. When they first rolled out, anyone can be verified now. Everyone was making right. fake accounts, right? And then using that blue check oh, yeah, as their terrible. excuse. There'll be very few Didn't people see that doing, coming. Yeah, right. But there'll be very few people <laughs> that would spend a thousand dollars a month on a prank site. So there's that side of it. I think that'd probably be like his best argument for it. I don't think that makes it worth a thousand dollars a month. I'm just trying to think of like what's the best argument for why this is helpful and it is if you see that gold check mark, you're seeing someone that is willing to spend a lot of money to prove that they belong there. Yeah, but like, I don't know, like, do you like, I don't know, y'all like the bakery? I'm Jewish. Like, we grew up, like, the bakery was a thing. Okay. Like, remember, it's like a mm -hmm. town. Like, there's like, it's, there's a lot of emphasis on the bakery. It's a very strong part of our culture. Mm -hmm. I, you know, Moishe's Bakery is not going to pay for a right. uh, verification. So, like, now, like, the industrial brand, like, Bob's, that's not a bakery. That's an emporium of chemicals. But Bob's is going to have the verification because Bob's Bakery is a nationwide chain in all the supermarkets. But right. Maishis, little Maishis. Yeah, Drake's. Drake's will have Drake's. Right? But it, <laughs> imagine, Aaron. Imagine you go, Drake's has it, and Hostess doesn't. You'll be fooled to eating Drake's. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tricked you. Yeah, exactly. I would have. Uh, that's a, That would have been my decision-making criteria explicitly. And that's the point is that What's the verification really? How is it valuable anymore? Right? Like that gold badge, what does it really mean? If it's not a, a, a consortium, a group verification, if there's not literally a, a uninterested third party that only does verification because of the type of content and the commitment of content from the brand, if it's just monetized, and this goes back to the whole damn thing to begin with, what's the point? Because anybody can do it now. Anybody can't pull the $12,000 a year lever, but what's the value behind that? Because there was always this perspective of vetted content, vetted brand, vetted individuals of that organization. None of that's there anymore. Just pay, you know, put the coin in the slot, right? We're at the point where Mel Brooks's age old adage comes into play. Badges? We don't need no stinking badges. <laughs> that's not Mel Brooks. He that's outlaw Josie Wales. That was outlaw no. Josie Wales. No, yes. that's Blazing Saddles. Yes. Nope. No. 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 That's no. outlaw Josie Wales. No. no. All right, we're all we're all googling right I'm now. Fact checking. Uh, yeah, badges. We don't need those thinking badges. We don't need those thinking. badges. a paraphrase of a line of dialogue from the 1948 movie, oh. The Treasure of Sierra Madre. Treasure of Sierra Madre. Oh my, we were both. Yeah, wrong. so we're both wrong, but. Wow. But, we suck. Wait, but that, hang on. Hang on. That makes me right. Because all I said was no. 
<laughs> I didn't say what it was from. I just said it wasn't from Blazing Saddles. So wow, you are the authority they, in this. You should have a gold used badge. It. That's the ability of my fact checking. Like you're wrong. Well, what's the right answer? I don't know. You're just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it was used in Blazing Saddles. So that's where Would you, you like know me from. to play it for you. No. Yes, that's okay. a, yeah, yeah. I don't know from the nineties. I don't know if movie. I have a. I don't know if I have the editing power to keep up with editing out Blazing Saddles. <laughs> so let's skip that one. and we could probably get ourselves into trouble because the lord knows blazing saddles is probably about to be canceled if it hasn't been already right (laughs) certainly (laughs) you got the the presidential medal of freedom who did barack obama mel brooks nice i didn't know Oh, he deserves it absolutely yeah straight does (laughs) young young frankenstein he's got he's he's, oh yeah yeah very good very good Endless. He's got the Schwartz with him. He he really does. No, Mm. absolutely. This this is exactly what everybody's listening listening to. (laughs) All right, here it comes. Search Engine Land from Barry Schwartz and Janice Rose. And and, be with you. Yep. All right. So check this out. Sundar Pichet confirms Google is working on AI search feature users that they can actually engage directly with. So in the Google Q4 earnings call, Sundar confirmed that the company's plans are to actually deliver a chat GPT feature. When was that announced? Uh, Never mind. I'll throw it in the show notes. Thank you. They confirmed that this is the plan. In the next coming weeks or months, we'll make these language models available, starting with Lambda, so that people can engage directly with them. This will help us continue to feedback, test, and safely improve them. The models are particularly amazing for composing, constructing, and summarizing. They'll become even more useful for people as they provide up-to-date, more factual information, says Sundar Pichai of Google. All right. so. Here's the deal. It's coming. And uh, we even have a name for it, if I'm not mistaken. That's not Sparrow, is it? It's, um, uh, isn't that the uh, Bard that's coming into play here? Yeah, Apprentice Bard. Is that Bard. not the case? Great name. Princess, yeah, Princess, Bard. Princess Bride? <laughs> so, uh, early reports earlier this week, uh, Search Engine Land actually reported Google is rumored to have started its own version of ChatGPT called Apprentice Bard. CNBC actually reported when a question is entered, the search results will show a gray bubble directly under the search bar, offering more human-like responses than typical search features. Directly beneath that, the page suggests several follow-up questions related to the first one. Under that, it'll show typical search results, including links and headlines. And it's already been reported, switching gears real quick, that the chat bot for Microsoft's Bing search is already out in the wild. Have you seen that? There's been a lot of flurry over the weekend about that starting to be seen. Uh, Morty? I haven't seen it in a while yet. Nope, not yet. I mean, I went to Bing like once, check it, and it wasn't there. Then I forgot that Bing (laughs) went back to forgetting about Bing. (laughs) (laughs) So, chat, chat search. We're going to be in the space of chat search and chat search serfs, right? That's where we're going to be from an optimization standpoint. Yeah, I'm so looking forward to this. Yeah, I, I can tell that you are you are you are uh, great. Uh, giddy with anticipation. I can tell. The only thing better of AI, we're deciding court cases, but other than that. Oh yeah, there's another article I wanted to throw around. 
Thank you for the segue. All right, last one I want to throw into this. Absolutely. From Vice by Janice Rose there. A judge just used chat GPT to make a court decision. The case is the first time a court has admitted to using AI text generation answers in a legal ruling. Yeah, nothing could go wrong there. A judge in Columbia, granted Columbia, used chat GPT to make a court ruling in what was apparently the first time a legal decision has been made with that AI generator. First time that at least Vice knew about it. Judge Juan Manuel Padilla Garcia, who presides over the first circuit court in the city of Cartenga, uh, he said that he used the AI tool to pose legal questions about the case and included his responses in his decision, according to court documents. Yeah, and that content is from 2021. The purpose of of these this? AI, this is Colombia. I'm never uh, going the purpose, there. he said, <laughs> AI produced text is in no way to replace the judge's decision. What we are really looking for is to optimize the time spent drafting judgments after corroborating the information provided by AI. Again, using as a tool. Yep. The judge was so bad and incompetent that this was an improvement. So we're <laughs> going to go with it. You can infer that, can't you? You absolutely can infer I mean, that if uh, that, that's if the only logical reason why they would be like, "Oh yeah, this is great." No, 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 nothing to see here. No problem. Just summarizing briefs. Uh. Yeah, but Morty, um, we're saying the same thing that SEOs could use ChatGPT as a tool to be able to guide context, not write for users, but actually guide now legal proceedings in a whole depth of severity there. There's another story out there uh, in the States where somebody's actually using a robot lawyer, a chat GPT lawyer, robot the group lawyer. is, and what they're is being they're being challenged. Hey, Ben Lawyer. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And this is actually happening right now. Me. I will terminate all your lawyer fees. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is nuts. It's crazy. This is the surreal beyond surreal. And you got to use it where it's useful. If you start using it as frontline communication and decision making, the game's over. We're, we're abdicating our role here as being in control You're of the. talking about the, putting the, people uh, in jail. Like, yeah, you really are. But I, I don't good. know what the case was. I don't know what the case was in, in particular, but you're, it doesn't matter. It was. It yeah, is it a terrible decision. Holy crap. You know what? <laughs> it's all right. It'll be okay. Soon enough, Google will put this into their search. Bing will put it into their search. And you, too, can be a judge in Colombia. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? I mean, we already see that chat GPT no can, training required. The, can pass the bar. Right? We saw that, and it could also, I think it could pass some medical exams. Yeah, um, but that's not uh, exams because well. I can pass the bar if it's open book. Yeah. I'm guessing <laughs> also, I, might, I might need a weekend to like, kind of like figure out like how those questions, I've never taken the bar, I've never taken a single class, but if you said, Jacob, take the bar, but you have the access to the entire internet, I could probably pass the bar. So chat also, what about the intangibles? Just, what do you mean? Like, yeah, Is that a if band? you pass the bar... <laughs> But can it? Does it know how to be a bottom feeding scum sucking piece of crap? Oh, that's true. That's, that's oh learned. yeah. That's that's, that's learned behavior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's learned behavior. That takes a long period of grifting and booze, right? <laughs> yeah, and chasing ambulances. 
There you go. No offense, uh, any of the, the good upstanding lawyers. Wow, that's an oxymoron. Right there. Chase okay. Who still does that? <laughs> I don't know. So we're going to see more of this. We're going to see more and more of ChatGPT. Now, Google, the story that was leading here, Google's about to launch this thing, guys. And we're about to see a, a SERP within a SERP. We're going to be seeing the SERP features. Then we're going to see Chat, this apprentice bard, right? Rolling out series of features inside that. We're, we're, we're not going to be able to rank. Absolutely. We're not, we're not going we're not going to be able to rank track any of this. We're not going to be able to see the dynamics here. It's going to be a hot freaking mess. Well, for yeah, for like sort of. I mean, I'm like if if big if it's used like because like, they're using Lambda. Like Lambda like, is a conversational tool. It's like a, it's a dialogue tool. Right. That could be interesting. Like again, like if they're just throwing like ask me anything to AI writer, AI, AI whatever. Can't even talk anymore. I'm on a podcast, good thing I'm on a podcast. And you ask it a question and it spins up a direct answer. A big whoop, honestly, like whatever. But if it's a conversational thing where you can start refining the query, that's cool, right? right. Again, I think I used the example last week when you weren't here. You wouldn't know, you weren't here. I searched I for- do, um, I want to well edit it. <laughs> oh, well, that's why it took so long to get out. Okay. Oh so gosh. if it was- I'm searching for a pizza near me. And then, you know, the Lambda bard comes back and says, here, sir, are five locations near you. And then you say, okay, but now only show me the one that doesn't suck. And then it weeds out the one that doesn't suck. And then it's like, okay, now there's two options left. Which of these pizza places that doesn't suck offers gluten-free. And then it gives you the, that mm. one. That's cool. Is that a schema property? Mm. Yeah. It doesn't the non-suck suck. schema? Yeah. It does, yeah, yeah, does not so. suck. You have to use it. It's not does. It's it, you have to use does not. People make the mistake and they put in the doesn't, and then it's invalid. Gotcha. Uh, does not. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's gotcha. To make. It's my. It's micro format, not JSON, though. I mean, it's a funny thing. Uh, Google. I love. Very good. So I mean, you up so bad. Hello? That really is. It's messing with me. What? <laughs> I'm just moving past <laughs> it now. I really am. All right. Hey. Hey. Our title sponsor. Want to talk about this? SE ranking. There you go. Go ahead. Scream to the rafters, Modi. SE ranking, yes! InLinks is a great tool for helping <laughs> you focus on entities. Did you know that keywords are obsolete? Words are obsolete. Just entities. InLinks. Just entities. Mm -hmm. Just do it. I think they stole that last part. Wow. All right. Um, at this point in time, I'm going to mute He doesn't because... even know what to do now. <laughs> <laughs> SE Ranking is a cloud-based SaaS platform, marketing SaaS platform. They've got fantastic tools for analyzing, website ranking, SEO auditing, competitor analysis, and the like. Keyword suggestions, grouping, backlink monitoring, and professional reporting. And they also have a really cool AI content writing tool. Got to make sure that you don't take it verbatim. You got to edit it, guys. All things being equal. Hey, they've got a great, great contest that we want to offer to our listeners. So here's the deal is that we have the SE ranking SEO che checklist challenge. So what you can do here, you can actually sign up and get to win just by participating 30 days of this 1000 pro subscription. And you have the opportunity of actually winning an entire year of this subscription. So what you got to do here is go over to edge of the web forward slash SE ranking today. 
jump in there, submit your information, your name, your email, start the account. You'll get free 14 days to be able to set up your account. Five things you got to do, and then you're in the race for a $2,500 value subscription. Check this out. Create a project. Use at least five keywords for that. Find five of your competitors and put them into the competitor research section. Run a website audit. Show what kind of issues that you have, you're going to fix. Do a backlink check and upload your backlinks to the backlink monitoring tool. And last, add any page to the page changes monitor. Make a change and be able to show the graph. So take some screenshots of those. Send them to the email that actually gets sent to you whenever you sign up. And then at the end of February, because we had a couple bobbles here with our uh, uh, with our uh, recordings here last, and I want to make sure we have enough time for everybody. At the end of February, we want you to jump in there and listen to our show then, because we're going to be announcing the winner of this contest, and they're going to be getting a full year's subscription at the business level, $2,500 value for SE ranking. So we're really happy about this partnership. We want to make sure that you, our Edge audience, gives them some love because they're trying to find out, is this the right platform to be able to reach you? So go over there, try out their tool, let them know what you think. And uh, at the end of the month, we'll be able to give away a nice prize. So do all that, go over to edgeofthewebradio.com forward slash SE ranking today. Okay, fast track, back around, to, back around to some news over at Search Engine Roundtable. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, you good for that? Anybody? Yeah. I think they, mm-hmm. I think they've let, they've let me left me alone here. No, okay, no. You're just you're just delayed. You're just delayed. Oh my gosh, this is so unnerving. <laughs> All right, from Search Engine Roundtable by Barry Swartz. Here's an article from February third. Google does major refresh on the canonicalization help documentation. They've actually updated its search help documentation around canonicalization uh, that morning. The Google Search Relations team split into three distinct sections and updated a lot of content to provide clearer details around how Google Search and canonicalization works. If people don't know what canonicalization is, Morty, what is that? <laughs> that's where. That's. Can I go now? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, I don't want to the delay. It's in oh. now. <laughs> it's a Jake, you're going to have to fix this hey, guy. Who, me? Yeah, mm-hmm. someone fixed me. I got too many kids. Oh, God. What is canonicalization, sir? It tells Google basically like uh, I'm like, you know, like what the the master version of a page might be. So for example, um, if you go to a website and it's like an e-commerce website, you have all sorts of filters and you click search and now you get not just the pants, but you get the blue pants with the slight rip mm-hmm. in the knees to make it look super cool. Is that still a thing? I don't know. You'll probably it get a new URL. It is, right? Children. Uh, you'll <laughs> get a new URL. So it'll be like mysite.com slash product slash pants, you know, uh, you know, jeans ripped and a whole bunch of parameters at the end you don't want that page indexed that's the page you want google show do you want to show in the results you want to tell google the real page is the original one out of the filters employed just the one that says you know cool jeans as a slug so you implement a canonical tag there's one way for example of telling google that this is the primary page internal linking is another strong way of indicating that this is the primary page Helpful with duplicate content as well. 
or similar. Because this is the most important page, and canonicalization yeah. helps you cl okay. clarify that with uh, with Google. Thank you so much for that clarifying description there. I true, I truly appreciate that. That's why I'm here. I think. I don't know why you're here right now. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Another article from Barry Swartz over at Search Engine Roundtable. Google local review filter. Actually, before anything else, stop that. Why is that important? Because whenever Google's actually making changes in its documentation, you need to pay attention to it. Not only for what it's doing for helping users, but some of the uh, the word choices are very, very important to see their intent because a lot of times, especially with the QRG updates, you start seeing a number of things that Google's paying attention to more and more, and it does bubble up into these help documents. That's one of the reasons I wanted to refer to that particular yeah. article because when oh, they make yeah, changes, yeah. we totally skipped gotta pay attention. part of the article. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like they make All it right, now, I think start. like one of the changes that I noticed is like they, I think it's a change. I'm trying to compare the two old version and the new version is up top. It says, you know, like sitemaps is a very weak way of indicating the primary page. Mm -hmm. They're very explicit about that now. That's true. You can't rely on it's, that. You have to rely on internal linking. You have to rely on canonicalization. You have to rely on site structure and obviously inbound relevancy, inbound linking. Those are the important factors. A site map, yeah, anybody can spin up a, a site map. You know, just kind of yeah. like anybody can have a badge. Anybody can have a badge nowadays, right? Badges? All right. Yeah. We don't need no stinking badges. All right, last couple here, and then we're, then we're off. Uh, Google local review filters removed many legit reviews. Google's actually restoring the reviews right now. Google has confirmed that its latest efforts to filter out local reviews against its policies and guidelines went way too far. Google, over the last few weeks, are working to restore those policy-abiding reviews that were removed by its automated systems. Another machine learning automated system going through and just cleaning the clocks of a lot of legitimate businesses reviews man that is continually heavy-handed and in the entire local seo space with mike blumenthal and joy hawkins they continually report in the inside of the forums how this is always being done that people are losing reviews all the time businesses are losing legitimate reviews due to these machine learning algorithms. And the challenge here is that if they restore them, that's fantastic, but Google really doesn't realize the magnification of what they're doing whenever they set these machine learning processes to play because these reviews mean dollars. These reviews mean advocacy for the consumers, especially at a local business boots on the ground, feet on the ground, walking into the restaurant standpoint. If you all of a sudden lose 15 of your reviews out of 20, you're being reviewed by those consumers right then and there. They're not taking weeks to then consider going back to that restaurant. They're going to another restaurant just because of that. So it's it's a huge factor. And I, and I just wish they'd have a little bit more care as they were grooming these processes. What do you think, Morty? Couldn't agree more. It's a giant mess. Thank you so much for the brevity. I'm pretty... <laughs> no, you know, All right. So, I, I mean, it is yeah, the I very fast track. He says it's a fast track. I don't want to. <laughs> it is a fast track. I Absolutely. say too much. I say too much. If I say too little, I don't say enough. I don't like. There's no, there's no making you, you happy. Just... 
Just don't put me in the garage, man. All right. Last thing we were actually talking about at the beginning, it was the rumors of, or, or the discussions of apprentice bard. And we'll have these in the show notes as well. Is this Google's answers to the open chat GPT? Hey, we didn't cover the uh, new monetization of chat GPT. $40, I think, uh, for the pro version. Uh, there was a heck of a lot of uh, yeah, fervor yeah. about that. Was it 20 bucks? People are just uh, throwing money at this thing. I saw a, a graph the other day about how quickly certain platforms took to get a million results, uh, a million new users, right? And they had they had a number of different search platforms plus Facebook. I'm not doing any justice, but it took like five years or four years to get Facebook to get a million users. It took ChatGPT two months to get a million, I'm sorry, not million, 100 million users using that platform. That's insane. I'll find that graphic and uh, throw it up on social because that's the participation that's happening right now. This is going to be a hockey stick of change in our environment. And Google has to be there with its Lambda team getting a hold of this and being able to utilize it for its users. Otherwise, it could very well be a solid punch against Google in the customized search space. So there's the final thought that I wanted to give you, Morty, before we punch out. Who are we punching out? Hello. Probably Jacob. I'm looking for a friend. Uh-oh. Oh, no, he's a nice guy. <laughs> so, guys, what are your thoughts? Let's punch the judge out, too. Guys, what are your thoughts, uh, final thoughts about this whole chat GPT thing? Is, it, is this the conversation that we're going to have a year from now? I think so. I don't think it's going anywhere. More and more and more, and it's going to be a major, major problem because the web, forget the web, people clearly not going to be able to check themselves before they wreck themselves with this thing. And they're going to do things like issuing out sentences using an AI platform. So mm. we're in for a heap of trouble. People are going to adopt this thing. Technology is going to evolve. Microsoft invested a billion dollars into this thing. It's not going anywhere. One uh, year, this is not like voice search. This is real. A 10 billion. Sorry. This is not voice yeah. search. This is for real. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh man. Major stabs at the, at the voice speakers there. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and you know, maybe the voice search is going to have another time in the, under the sun with this type of AI engine behind it. That's what they were trying to trying to do. But man, this thing's got some legs to it and we'll report, we'll let you guys know as soon as we come across things, what's happening in the marketplace. There are tools and they are tools and they can be used for good, but they can also be used for mediocrity. And I see that there's a huge trajectory change that's about to happen with a lot of mediocre content that is Again, we've talked about before, is going to be able to separate the wheat from the chaff. You're going to have some really great, unique content, right? Oh, last note on that is that I saw Marie Haynes tweet here over the weekend, and I wanted to point it out. It's about the fact that chat is going to be the space in which we're continually competing and, and we're going to have to contend with this type of new content era, but brands, uh, SEOs are going to have to embrace brand and how sites are actually communicating their content because there's going to be such a democratization of content out there. You've got to be able to bolster the brand and the authority of that website more than anything else, right? Said that. Canonical back to Morty, Marie. I'm just kidding. Marie's brilliant. <laughs> I've been saying... As someone who does a lot of brand marketing, like it's in my title. So like 
the overlap of brand and SEO is kind of what I do. Brand is such an important part of SEO already that people don't talk about, but mm -hmm. it's going to be increasingly important because if your brand becomes known by users as having decent content, that's going to open up in a world of opportunity for you in a sea of mediocrity. And all these things, by the way, impact SEO, right? If you're on Yandex, obviously like that traffic directly impacts SEO. So is it on Bing? But even just getting those links, even just having that that cadence of content and, and visitors and, and presence that comes with that, there's a huge impact on SEO. People sharing your table, take that, share it on social. That URL is now out there is such an important yeah, thing absolutely. that's not going to happen as, unless people understand that your brand is good for content. Got to build a brand up and realize SEOs, you just can't move content. You just can't technically uh, optimize a site. This is the convergence, it's, and it should be. The hearth should be substantial quality information and strength of knowledge. And it comes from also how to actually present that knowledge in a consumer-friendly way. So brands better beef up their game because chat GPT is about to take everybody's knees out, so to speak. All right. Heard it here first. That said. Or second. <laughs> or, or second. <laughs> All right. So what's going on over at uh, SEO Chat this week? Anything? 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 Uh, Anything? Yes. Things are, things are happening about content strategy and things you, as an SEO, may not have known or wanted to know about content strategy on SEO Chat, which will be 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time this Thursday, hosted by Steph Naylor. So check that cool. out. Yep. So, I mean, this kind of ties in. Our last comment really ties into to content strategy, right? You've got to do yeah, a, a much better job that. supporting the brand Excellent. as well. Excellent. Well, thank you, sir. That's uh, How has You're Wix welcome. been? I didn't, even, I didn't even ask you how uh, everything's going on at Wix. Oh, you guys cranking out some oh, cool yeah. things? Yes, uh, this week. Big what announcement. Yep, Thursday. I'm not telling anybody. It's not like I'm not telling you on purpose. I told Jacob, but like I'm not telling you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right. So stand by for their announcement this Jacob Thursday. Jacob and I are best friends now because you were gone last I'll just week. Be <laughs> yeah. It, that's all, that's all it takes. Huh? I, I, that's it. You abandoned me for what? Goodbye. You're out. Jacob's in. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I right, mean, buddy? I'll, I'll retweet right, you. Buddy? That's right. That's right. <laughs> It's because I didn't wear the hat, right? That too. All right. A, well, I have a necklace, and it's it's a it's a it's a chain necklace, but it's got like half a oh link. It God. says Kanan, and then his says Akol. Yeah. And they when you mash them together, it says Canonical, and that's yep. That's a our friendship heart now. at the end of the L. <laughs> okay, I'm done with this. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. That visual is not going to get out of my head anytime soon. <laughs> so thanks, thanks, Jake. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, so that's it for Edge this week. Make sure you check out the Cyrus Shepard episodes uh, this week. And hey, we got a lot of really cool guests coming up very, very soon. In fact, we just booked Brody Clark as well as Arige. So she, they're going to be on the show very, very soon. So stay aware of that. And from all of us over at Edge, hey, if you like what you hear, maybe, maybe 
maybe a good portion of it, maybe 70, 70%. Let us know how you feel on iTunes. Just go to ratethispodcast.com forward slash edge today, and you can go over and give us a, a review. Hopefully, we get a five-star review from you, but we'll take what you give us, guys. We really will. And that helps us uh, affect the algorithm and get to the top of the list here. So well, from all of us over at Edge, as well as Morty, stay safe, stay well, and do not be a piece of cyber driftwood. We will talk to you in studio next week. Bye-bye. Thank you.